Welcome to The Bedtime Bookshelf, your portal to magical tales and dreamy adventures. Tonight's enchanting tale is titled The Enchanted Library of Tecton. Dive into the heart of Tecton, a modern city where a mysterious library bridges the gap between digital wonders and timeless tales, challenging a group of adventurers to restore the balance between screens and stories. Close your eyes and drift away as we start this episode of The Bedtime Bookshelf. As dawn broke over Tecton, its first light revealed something entirely out of place. Nestled between two sleek glass skyscrapers was an old ornate building. Its stone walls, aged by time, stood in stark contrast to the modernity around it. The edifice was adorned with intricate carvings of mythical creatures, each seemingly frozen in mid-action, as if they could spring to life any moment. Vines curled around its gothic arches, and the heavy wooden doors hinted at stories from centuries gone by. Eleanor, an early morning jogger, was the first to notice it. She halted in her tracks, her smartwatch tracking an abrupt stop in her routine. Her breath misted in the cool air as she stared, entranced by the library's towering spires and the soft glow of light escaping from its stained glass windows. The vibrant colors painted a tapestry of tales yet to be discovered. As more residents embarked on their morning rituals, murmurs of disbelief spread. Mr. Henderson, out for his daily walk with his beagle, Toby, approached the building hesitantly. The familiar digital map on his phone showed an empty plot of land where the library now stood. Toby, usually more interested in the sense of the ground, tilted his head up, ears perked, and gave a curious bark towards the building. Whispers turned to excited chatter as more townsfolk gathered. Rachel, a young girl with her VR headset hanging around her neck, hesitantly reached out to touch the cool, rough stone of the library's walls. It feels real, she exclaimed, a sense of wonder evident in her voice. Soon, the local news drones arrived, hovering and capturing every angle of the mysterious library. The town's digital billboards, which usually displayed ads or trending videos, now showcased live footage of the building. Everyone had a theory. Was it a movie set? An art installation? A virtual reality experience? However, as the heavy wooden doors of the library creaked open, an inviting warmth emanated from within. It beckoned the people of Tecton, promising a respite from their screen-saturated lives. Those who ventured inside were met with the intoxicating scent of old books, the soft rustle of turning pages, and a profound sense of wonder. In that moment, the digital realm that dominated their lives faded, replaced by the tangible allure of stories waiting to be explored. The group that first mustered the courage to enter the library was an eclectic mix of both young and old, their shared curiosity bridging the generational gap. 
Each step they took on the ancient marbled floor echoed with a resonance that seemed to call back through time, reverberating with the heartbeats of countless storytellers. Lucas, a teenager known for his top scores in virtual reality games, felt a genuine thrill, one not derived from a digital quest. As he glanced around, the tall, looming bookshelves stretched as far as the eye could see, each packed with volumes of every size and shape. The ambient light, filtering through the stained glass windows, painted dappled patterns on the floor, illuminating dust particles that danced in mid-air, giving the library an almost ethereal quality. Emma, a retired school teacher with silver streaks in her hair, approached a nearby shelf with a sense of reverence. She gently picked up a book, its leather-bound cover soft under her touch. What struck her was the absence of a title. Instead, a beautifully detailed illustration graced its front, a majestic ship braving tumultuous waves under a canopy of stars. Her fingers tingled with anticipation, an emotion she hadn't felt in years. Nearby, young Mia and her friend Jamal were equally captivated. Mia's book bore the image of a vast forest, trees towering to the skies with their leaves shimmering like emeralds. Jamal, on the other hand, held a book with a cover depicting a bustling marketplace, reminiscent of tales from the Arabian Nights. Both children exchanged glances, their eyes wide with the thrill of the unknown. Among them, Mr. Patel, a tech entrepreneur, was not to be left out of this adventure. Usually skeptical, he found himself drawn to a volume that showed a cityscape, not dissimilar to Tecton, but with an old-world charm. The spires and turrets, intertwined with both vines and cogwheels, hinted at a blend of nature and machinery. The initial wariness that the group felt was now replaced by a magnetic pull, a compulsion to open these books and delve into their depths. Lucas, ever the adventurous one, was the first to turn a page. As he did, the world around him seemed to blur, the sounds of the library fading into a distant murmur. The others, noticing his sudden trance-like state, hesitated momentarily, but the lure of the unknown was too potent to resist. One by one, each individual began their journey, immersing themselves in the world depicted on the book covers. Their heart rates, usually measured and monitored by wearable tech, now responded to a different kind of stimulation raw, unfiltered adventure. In that age-old library, the residents of Tecton discovered the ageless magic of storytelling, unaided by technology, powered solely by imagination and wonder. Emma with her decades of wisdom and love for classic literature, found herself enveloped in the fog-laden streets of Victorian London. The gas lamps emitted a dim amber glow, casting long shadows on the cobblestone paths. The distant clip-clop of horse-drawn carriages met her ears. The night was chilly, and she adjusted the shawl now draped over her shoulders. Ahead, a street vendor called out, selling the evening's paper. As she approached to buy one, she caught sight of a headline that hinted at a mystery, mysterious disappearance at the Duke's mansion. Intrigued, Emma felt the weight of a small, ornate key in her pocket. The plot thickened as she realized 
she might be central to solving this enigma. Meanwhile, Lucas, a lad who had grown up in a world of virtual simulations, was taken aback by the tangible reality of a vast desert. The golden sand stretched endlessly, and the sun beat down with an intensity he had never felt. But he wasn't alone. From the shifting sands emerged creatures, half mechanical, half organic, offering him a ride on their backs to the distant oasis city. The adventure beckoned as Lucas, with the wind in his hair, rode atop a mechanical ostrich racing against other beings to reach the fabled city first. Young Mia's eyes sparkled with delight as she found herself in a vibrant meadow, the sky painted in pastel hues. The grass beneath her feet seemed to hum a soft tune. But it wasn't just the grass. Trees, flowers, and even the babbling brook had voices of their own. They greeted her warmly, introducing her to a world where every living thing had a story to share. A daisy recounted tales of the sun's embrace, while a wise old oak narrated legends from ages past. Jamal's adventurous spirit was met with a bustling marketplace from ancient times. Stalls draped in colorful fabrics sold mysterious artifacts and spices. Snake charmers played hypnotic tunes, while merchants haggled passionately. Drawn to a tent that glowed mysteriously, Jamal found inside a wise old woman who offered to read his fortune. As she traced patterns on his palm, he was whisked into a narrative of bravery, where he'd have to recover a stolen artifact to restore balance to this vibrant world. Mr. Patel, amidst the blend of nature and machinery in his chosen story, navigated a series of complex challenges. The city's balance was off-kilter, and as an entrepreneur, he had to merge his tech-savvy brain with ancient knowledge. Collaborating with the city's alchemists and engineers, he devised plans to harness wind and sun, merge gears with greenery, and restore the harmony between nature and invention. As each brave explorer delved deeper into their chosen tales, the boundary between reader and protagonist blurred. They weren't merely passive consumers of a tale, they were active participants, shaping the narrative with their decisions, actions, and heart's desires. The Enchanted Library had truly lived up to its name, offering adventures that were both timeless and deeply personal. Young Timmy, with his mop of blonde hair and untamed curiosity, was instinctively drawn to a book with a grand ship embossed on its cover. As he opened it, salty sea air filled his nostrils. The ground beneath him swayed, and he found himself aboard the Whispering Wind, a pirate ship known for its legendary exploits. Timmy was no mere stowaway. The crew, a motley group of rugged pirates with sunburnt faces and wind-tousled hair, welcomed him warmly. Their leader, Captain Redbeard, a towering figure with a fierce reputation, surprisingly had a soft spot for tales of adventure. He took Timmy under his wing, teaching him the ways of the sea, from navigating by the stars to deciphering treasure maps. On the ship, Timmy forged a bond with Little Peg, a young pirate around his age with an endearing limp and a heart full of dreams. Together, they faced challenges from battling rival pirate crews to seeking out hidden treasures in uncharted territories. Alongside the thrill of sword fights and treasure hunts, Timmy learned the true meaning of courage. 
It wasn't just about facing external dangers, but also confronting one's fears and standing up for friends. Captain Redbeard's wisdom often dispensed over shared night watches, and Little Peg's unwavering loyalty became Timmy's guiding lights on this high seas adventure. Sarah's life was a whirlwind of meetings, deadlines, and perpetual multitasking. When she picked up a book with a cover depicting a tranquil lake surrounded by snow-capped mountains, she half expected it to be a brief escape, but the world she entered was a revelation. The hustle and bustle of Tecton faded away, replaced by the gentle lapping of water and a silence that spoke volumes. She found herself in a quaint wooden cabin by the lakeside. There was no electricity, no devices, just the soft glow of candles and the warmth of a crackling fireplace. Sarah soon realized that in this world, time moved differently. Days were marked not by alarms, but by the golden hues of sunrise and the symphony of night crickets. In her daily wanderings, Sarah befriended Ilara, an ageless woman with wisdom in her eyes and laughter in her voice. They spent hours by the lake, fishing, sharing stories, and occasionally indulging in playful water fights. Ilara introduced Sarah to simple joys, like lying on the grass to spot shapes in the clouds, or the therapeutic ritual of brewing herbal tea from scratch. One evening, while they sat on the porch watching the sunset, Sarah confided her feelings of overwhelming stress and the relentless pace of her life in Tecton. Ilara, with a gentle smile, spoke of the importance of balance, of pausing to appreciate life's fleeting moments and the irreplaceable joy of quality time with loved ones. Sarah's time in this serene world, while seemingly simple, was transformative. The absence of her usual distractions made her realize the depth of connections she had been missing. The picturesque landscape, the unhurried pace, and her bond with Ilara were reminders of the beauty and simplicity and the importance of being truly present. Timmy's life aboard the Whispering Wind was far from smooth sailing. Not long after his induction into the pirate crew, they received word of the legendary Siren's Jewel, a gem said to grant its possessor calm and over the seas. However, it was protected by the fierce merfolk of the Coral Abyss. To retrieve it, Timmy, Captain Redbeard and Little Peg had to rely not only on their seafaring skills, but also on diplomacy. The merfolk, distrustful of surface dwellers, demanded a show of good faith. With Timmy's encouragement, a tentative truce was struck, marked by an exchange of stories between the two cultures, leading to mutual respect and understanding. Meanwhile, in Victorian London, Emma found herself embroiled in a complex plot. The mysterious disappearance at the Duke's mansion wasn't just a mere vanishing. It involved encrypted letters, secret societies, and a race against time. Using her deep knowledge of literature, she started recognizing patterns and references in the letters that others overlooked. The Duke's fondness for classic plays was the key. By deciphering Shakespearean quotes, she uncovered hidden meeting spots around the city. Emma soon found herself navigating the underbelly of London, seeking allies in unlikely places, from street urchins to opera singers, to unravel the mystery. Lucas, amidst the desert sands, faced trials of endurance and wit. 
The journey to the oasis city was filled with tests. At one point, a vast canyon stood in their path. Traditional routes would take days to navigate. Drawing from his gaming strategies, Lucas suggested constructing a makeshift pulley system using materials from the mechanical creatures and desert flora. Their innovative solution not only saved time, but also caught the attention of the desert's nomadic tribes, who saw potential in merging old-world techniques with new-world thinking. Mia, in her vibrant world of talking flora and fauna, faced a challenge of harmony. An age-old tree, the elder oak, had fallen silent, causing disharmony in the forest. Mia, with her innate ability to listen, discovered the tree's ailment, a forgotten memory. Through a series of interactive tales with the meadow's inhabitants, she pieced together the elder oak's history, reigniting its voice and restoring balance to the meadow. Jamal's bustling marketplace was not without its shadows. The stolen artifact he sought was no ordinary trinket. It was said to possess the power to manipulate time. In his quest, Jamal faced riddles that tested his intellect and met characters from various epochs. Each encounter provided a piece of the puzzle. From deciphering ancient scrolls to understanding futuristic tech schematics, his journey was a blend of the past, present, and future. In Sarah's tranquil realm, the challenge was introspective. While the serene environment was a balm for her stressed soul, she faced the haunting echoes of her past decisions and missed opportunities. The calm waters of the lake sometimes showed her reflections of pivotal moments in her life. With Elara's guidance, Sarah embarked on a journey of self-forgiveness, diving deep into the lake, both literally and metaphorically, confronting her regrets and emerging with newfound clarity and peace. Mr. Patel, in his mechanized city, grappled with the challenge of integration. The city's machinery, once in harmony with nature, was faltering. The ancient gears, stripped of their natural lubrication, were grinding to a halt. Drawing from his entrepreneurial acumen, Mr. Patel brokered collaborations between the city's engineers and botanists. Together, they conceptualized a system where machinery could be powered and maintained using sustainable natural resources, re-establishing the city's equilibrium. Each of these adventurers, thrown into unfamiliar terrains, found themselves stretching beyond their known capacities. The challenges they faced were not just external obstacles, but also internal confrontations, pushing them to evolve, adapt, and grow. Through their trials, they not only reshaped the worlds they inhabited, but were also transformed in profound and lasting ways. In the heart of Tecton, life pulsated to its usual digital rhythm, but a perceptible change was beginning to ripple through its streets. Those who had ventured into the enchanted library and returned bore an almost palpable aura of transformation. Their eyes, once dulled by the constant bombardment of information and screen glare, now held a depth of understanding and a gleam of genuine happiness. At the city's central park, where augmented reality games were the norm, a curious scene began to unfold. Instead of chasing virtual creatures, children like Timmy were now engrossed in old-fashioned games of pirates and adventurers. Their shouts of joy and laughter 
free from digital mediation, filled the air. They drew maps in the sand, brandished makeshift swords, and set forth on imaginary quests. Passers-by, unaccustomed to such raw playfulness, paused to watch, their faces breaking into warm smiles. Sarah, previously tethered to her devices and often lost in a maze of meetings and deadlines, was now a beacon of calm. Her colleagues at the corporate tower noticed her newfound serenity. Lunch breaks, which were once rushed affairs punctuated by checking emails, became leisurely picnics by the office garden. Sarah would speak of the importance of pauses, of taking a moment to breathe and truly experience life. She started hosting unplugged evenings, where co-workers gathered to share stories and experiences, replacing screens with genuine face-to-face -face interactions. In Tecton schools, teachers observed students like Lucas and Mia being more attentive and engaged. They wove tales of their adventures into essays and artworks, adding layers of imagination that were previously unseen. Discussions in classrooms shifted from the latest tech trends to stories of courage, exploration, and timeless morals. Jamal's tales of the ancient marketplace ignited a new trend in town. Weekend markets sprang up, reminiscent of bazaars from bygone eras. Stall owners, inspired by Jamal's vivid descriptions, dressed in thematic costumes and sold artifacts, spices, and handcrafted goods. The digital transactions that once dominated were now complemented by barter trades, reigniting the joy of direct human connection and negotiation. Cafes and lounges, where screens once dominated every table, began to see a change too. Mr. Patel, influenced by his time in the mechanized city, launched a series of analog evenings at his chain of coffee houses. Patrons were encouraged to read physical books, engage in board games, or simply converse. The evenings, lit by soft lanterns, became a hit, offering a cozy respite from the digital deluge. The ripple effect of the enchanted library was undeniable. As tales of the adventures within its walls spread, more residents of Tecton were drawn to explore it. The once screen-obsessed town was gradually awakening to the timeless magic of stories, the joy of genuine interactions, and the beauty of being truly present in the moment. The library had, in its quiet way, sparked a revolution of connection and reflection. As more of Tecton's residents ventured into the enchanted library's embrace, whispers began circulating of a deeper, concealed narrative. It wasn't just individual adventures that these stories offered. There seemed to be intricate, connecting threads woven throughout the tales. Jasmine, an art student with a keen eye for detail, was the first to spot it as she regaled her adventures in a realm of ethereal landscapes and floating islands to a group in a local cafe, she sketched a symbol she had frequently noticed there, a spiral intertwined with a feather. To her astonishment, a fellow library-goer, Derek, recognized it from his own journey in a dystopian cityscape. In his world, it was the emblem of a secret society that held the keys to the city's salvation. Intrigued, they began to pool their knowledge, 
A local online forum dedicated to sharing enchanted library experiences became a buzz with activity. Residents posted symbols, characters, and snippets of lore they had encountered in their chosen narratives. It soon became evident that these were not isolated elements. Characters that played a pivotal role in one story might appear as a mere cameo in another. Landscapes that formed the backdrop of one adventure served as distant horizons in another. One particularly compelling character was an enigmatic old woman, appearing in various forms, sometimes a sage, at times a merchant, or even a wanderer. Yet, her role was consistently that of a guide or a bearer of crucial knowledge. Her cryptic words, when pieced together from multiple accounts, hinted at a grand convergence, a moment when all the narratives would intertwine and culminate. The symbols, too, when arranged in a specific sequence, started to form a larger, intricate pattern. It resembled a map or a kind of cosmic blueprint. Some hypothesized it was the layout of the library itself, while others believed it represented the multi-dimensional fabric of all the stories it held. As more and more connections were discovered, excitement in Tecton grew. Groups formed, dedicating themselves to unraveling the Enchanted Library's meta-narrative. Scholars and enthusiasts collaborated, decoding ancient scripts, cross-referencing landscapes, and tracing character lineage. It wasn't just an intellectual pursuit. The process brought people together, forging friendships and partnerships. The library had not only offered individual escapades, but had laid down a collective challenge for the entire town. The interconnected tales beckoned the people of Tecton to come together, to collaborate, and to uncover the grand tapestry that the Enchanted Library had woven for them. Amid the discussions and revelations, it became evident that to truly unravel the Enchanted Library's secrets, a unified effort was needed. At the forefront of this realization was a young tech enthusiast named Aiden. Using the online forum, he proposed forming a team, ensuring representation from every narrative explored. The response was overwhelming. From this vast pool of volunteers, a diverse group emerged, chosen not just for their unique experiences within the library, but also their skills and expertise outside it. There was Jasmine, with her artistic intuition, Derek's analytical mindset, Timmy's newly found courage, Sarah's patience and observational skills, and many others, each bringing a different piece of the puzzle. This motley crew, which came to be known as the Law Keepers, started their quest by setting up a base in a local community center. Walls were covered in maps, symbols, and story snippets. There was a dedicated space for recreating scenes, a tech corner for digital reconstructions, and an area for brainstorming and group discussions. Their strategy was systematic. They'd re-enter the library as a collective, hopping from one narrative to the next, gathering clues and verifying each other's experiences. Each expedition was meticulously planned, with members paired based on complementary skills and knowledge. In the pirate world, Timmy led the group to a hidden cave he had discovered in his earlier adventure. There, inscriptions on the walls match symbols from other narratives, providing a sequence to their placement. Sarah took the lead in the serene lake realm, 
Guided by her deep connection with the environment, she led the law keepers to underwater caverns where shimmering glyphs, when illuminated in a particular order, revealed passages from other stories. In the dystopian cityscape Derek was familiar with, the group navigated the maze-like alleys, discovering hidden chambers where time seemed to bend. Here, past, present, and future narratives converged, providing glimpses into stories yet unexplored in the library. Each venture was not without its challenges. The worlds reacted dynamically to the group, presenting obstacles that required their combined wit and resourcefulness to overcome. Monsters had to be outsmarted, riddles solved, and sometimes trust in a narrative's character had to be established. However, as the days turned to weeks, patterns became clearer. The group started predicting narrative intersections and their collective experiences painted a cohesive, albeit complex picture. Their shared journey was a testament to the power of collaboration and the richness that diverse perspectives brought to the table. The law keepers, in their unity and determination, were not just exploring stories, but were also creating their own epic tale within the walls of the Enchanted Library. As weeks of exploration passed, the group felt they were on the brink of a major discovery. Their amassed clues and symbols pointed them to a specific narrative, one that was previously overlooked due to its plain appearance. The book's cover was a simple mirror-like surface, reflecting the beholder's face, but with an age and wisdom not of this time. With bated breath, the group entered this realm together. What greeted them was a vast ethereal expanse, a bridge between realities, floating islands with ancient monoliths, cascading waterfalls that flowed both upwards and downwards, and a sky awash with colors that seemed to narrate tales of their own. At the heart of this realm stood an immense majestic tree, its branches stretching wide, intertwining galaxies and stars, while its roots delved deep, touching the core of myriad worlds. Nestled within its colossal trunk was a figure that seemed both ancient and timeless, ethereal, with robes flowing like liquid starlight and eyes that held the depth of the cosmos. This was the guardian of the enchanted library. The law keepers approached with a mix of reverence and determination. The guardian, with a voice that echoed the whispers of eons, welcomed them, acknowledging their quest. Seekers of balance, your journey has not been in vain. The Enchanted Library was created as a counterbalance, a realm to remind the world of the power of raw imagination, tales untold, and connections unmediated by screens. He went on to explain that Tecton, in its rapid embrace of the digital, had unknowingly teetered on the edge of an imbalance. Life is about harmony, he murmured, and stories, in their purest form, are the threads that weave the fabric of reality. The meta-narrative you seek is not just a tale within these walls, but the very essence of life itself. The symbols, the overlapping stories, the characters, they weren't just tales, but reflections of the diverse facets of life. By understanding them, by immersing in them, the law keepers were bringing back depth, wisdom, and balance to Tecton. But the final challenge remained. The Guardian presented them with an orb, shimmering with the combined hues of all the narratives. To restore the balance, he intoned, 
you must place this orb at the heart of Tecton. But be warned, the city, accustomed to its digital veil, may resist. With the orb in their possession, the lawkeepers felt the weight of their task. The vibrant worlds of the library, the challenges they faced, the bonds they forged, all of it culminated in this singular moment. They were not just witnesses to stories, but active bearers of a legacy, a bridge between the ageless magic of tales and the futuristic allure of Tecton. As they prepared to return, the Guardian imparted one last piece of wisdom. Remember, stories are the soul's mirror. By rekindling their magic, you don't just change a city, you touch the very essence of existence. With resolve burning bright in their hearts, the lawkeepers ventured forth, ready to face their final challenge. Armed with tales of courage, friendship, wisdom, and the hope of a harmonious future for Tecton. As the lawkeepers stepped out of the enchanted library, clutching the radiant orb entrusted to them by the Guardian, Tecton seemed different. The very air crackled with a palpable tension, and the city's digital landscape appeared more aggressive, more overpowering. Massive holographic screens broadcasted disorienting visuals. The virtual assistants vocalized discordant, conflicting instructions, and the augmented reality games in the park spawned illusions that obstructed their path. However, this was their city, and they had to reclaim its essence. Lucas, recalling his desert escapades, suggested they use a decoy to distract the digital chaos. Drawing from the mechanical creatures of his narrative, he quickly fashioned devices that emitted signals to jam and confuse the screens temporarily. Navigating the disoriented streets, they reached Tecton's central plaza, where at its core stood the Nexus Tower, a monumental structure that channeled all of Tecton's digital streams. It was here that the orb needed to be placed. But guarding the entrance was a colossal holographic beast, a manifestation of the city's digital resistance. Timmy, inspired by his pirate adventures, rallied the group. Using ropes and makeshift pulleys, they devised a plan to scale the tower's sides, bypassing the guardian beast. Jasmine, tapping into her artistic intuition, painted illusions on cloth sheets, making them seem larger than their number, diverting the beast's attention. As they ascended the tower, they encountered another challenge, a labyrinth of lasers and security protocols. Sarah, channeling the serenity of her lake realm, urged everyone to pause and breathe. In the calm, they noticed a pattern to the lasers, reminiscent of the rhythms of the natural world she had come to understand. Guided by her insights, they danced through the maze, turning obstacles into a harmonious ballet of light and shadow. At the tower's pinnacle, a digital pedestal awaited the orb. But as Jamal approached, a series of riddles, reminiscent of his marketplace adventures, manifested in holographic scripts. Each riddle was a test, probing their understanding of the stories they had journeyed through. One by one, with inputs from every lawkeeper drawing from their unique adventures, the riddles were deciphered. With the final riddle solved, the pedestal transformed, revealing a cradle for the orb. Mr. Patel, synthesizing his understanding of nature and machinery, 
aligned the orb perfectly. As it settled in place, a blinding pulse of energy cascaded from the tower. The screens went blank, only to reboot moments later, but now they displayed serene landscapes, quotes from timeless tales, and encouraged real-world interactions. The virtual assistants prompted residents to share stories, to connect, to dream. Tecton's augmented reality games evolved, blending lessons from classic tales with digital interactivity. The city, while still embracing its technological core, now resonated with the ageless wisdom of stories. The balance was restored. The Law Keepers, having faced and surmounted their final challenge, descended the tower not just as heroes, but as custodians of a legacy. They had learned that while progress is inevitable and technology a valuable ally, it's the timeless tales, the lessons they impart, and the human connections they foster that truly shape the essence of a world. The blinding pulse from the Nexus Tower's pinnacle seemed to fold space and time around the Law Keepers. As the dazzling light dimmed, they found themselves no longer amidst the hustle of Tecton, but within the familiar yet transformed confines of the Enchanted Library. The once somber ambience was now awash with a luminescent glow. The bookshelves shimmered as if crafted from stardust, each tome radiating a soft light. The stained glass windows, previously casting dappled patterns, now depicted vibrant scenes from the very adventures the Law Keepers had undertaken. Each windowpane was a testament to their journey, a blend of color and emotion that told their tale. The wooden floors, which had echoed their steps upon their first entry, now pulsed gently, resonating with the heartbeat of countless stories. The very air was filled with a melodic hum, a symphony of narratives past, present, and those yet to be written. As they ventured deeper, they encountered the Guardian once more. However, he no longer appeared as just an ageless figure. Now, he was a living tapestry of tales, his form a swirling blend of characters, landscapes, and moments from myriad stories. Brave law keepers, his voice echoed with a warmth that seemed to envelop them. By restoring balance to your world, you've rekindled the essence of this sanctuary. The enchanted library thrives on the interplay of imagination and reality. Your endeavors have ensured that stories will continue to inspire, teach, and connect souls across dimensions. Around them, the library came alive in a new, profound way. Books floated off shelves, their pages fluttering open to reveal tales that beckoned readers. Portals of light appeared, offering glimpses into wondrous realms, inviting new adventurers to embark on their own journeys. The Law Keepers, their quest complete, felt a deep connection to the library. This wasn't just a repository of tales, it was a living, breathing entity forever intertwined with their destinies. They realized that while they might return to their daily lives in Tecton, they'd always be a part of the library's ever-evolving narrative. In the heart of this luminous expanse, with tales as old as time swirling around them, the Law Keepers made a silent vow. They would be the torchbearers of stories, ensuring that the magic of the Enchanted Library would forever illuminate the hearts and minds of those willing to dream, imagine, and believe. 
stepping out of the enchanted library, the law keepers were met with a sight that made their hearts swell. Tecton, while still buzzing with its digital brilliance, had undergone a profound transformation. Streets that were once dominated by individuals engrossed in their devices now showcased a blend of the old and the new. Children flew drones while also playing hopscotch beneath them. Elderly folks were seen teaching the younger generation board games in parks, even as they used smart devices to keep score or play background music. Buildings that once bore giant digital ads now also had murals telling tales of adventures, mysteries, and far-off lands. Bookstores and reading cafes experienced a renaissance. Their cozy nooks became bustling hubs where tales from the enchanted library were exchanged fervently. An artisanal movement emerged, inspired by the stories from the library. Handcrafted goods from jewelry-bearing symbols of the different narratives to art inspired by the various realms became sought-after treasures. Schools, sensing the shift, introduced classes on storytelling, encouraging students to craft their own tales or retell their experiences from the library. Virtual reality centers began hosting experiences that allowed citizens to relive classic stories, blending the age-old charm of narratives with the immersive power of technology. Yet, the most profound change was intangible. People, once lost in the isolated bubbles of their digital lives, now connected deeply. The stories from the library had given them common ground, a shared language of wonder, lessons, and emotions. Eyes sparkled with recognition when symbols or tales were mentioned. Friendships blossomed over shared experiences, and a collective consciousness emerged, one that celebrated both technology and the timeless allure of stories. As days turned to weeks, the enchanted library became Tecton's beating heart. Residents, old and new to its wonders, ventured in, seeking tales and adventures. But just as mysteriously as it had appeared, one morning, the library began to fade. Its majestic walls shimmered, turning translucent. The grand entrance, once solid and inviting, now seemed ethereal. By sundown, where the library once stood, there was but a gentle glow, and by dawn, even that had disappeared. But the enchanted library, in its brief sojourn, had left an indelible mark. Tecton wasn't left bereft. Where the library once stood, there now was a beautiful park. At its center was a statue depicting the Guardian, surrounded by symbols and characters from various tales. Benches around the statue bore inscriptions of lessons from the library, inviting those who sat to reflect and dream. The library might have vanished, but its legacy was woven into the very fabric of Tecton. It lived on in the stories shared between grandparents and grandchildren, in the art that adorned the town, and in the balanced dance of technology and imagination that now defined Tecton's pulse. For the law keepers and all of Tecton's residents, the enchanted library, though no longer tangible, would forever remain a beacon of wonder, a testament to the magic of stories, and a reminder of the adventures that awaited those willing to embark on the journey of the mind and heart.